Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Coffee and Books. I am your host, Scott. I hope all of you have been doing well. I've been doing a lot of reading. However, I've been very busy over the past few weeks, so please bear in mind that I will have more stories coming for you. But in the meantime, I'd like to bring to you another manga, um, a wonderful, wonderful series, Roroni Kenshin. So again, Roroni Kenshin, part of my childhood, an anime I used to watch. Um, if you haven't already listened to the story up until this point, you will definitely want to listen to the story. Um, we are on volume number four now. Uh, we're working our way through the whole series, and we're going to discuss about the scenes and spoilers, of course, are in this episode. Um, so if you haven't checked out Ronin Kenshin, you need to. Um, it came around in the 1990s, uh, so it's pretty old amongst like manga and anime series. Um, I remember the cartoon show airing on Cartoon Network in the early 2000s. So, also for reference to our movies out there, and I believe Netflix has those as well. Um, or you can find them at Redbox or any number of uh, movie retail websites. Okay, so, with that, let's get into Volume 4. We left off in Chapter 23, where uh, Hanya squares off against Kenshin. Hanya, if you remember, is the fighter with the uh, devil mask. He's quite creepy looking. And so he seems to be evenly matched against Kenshin. Um, he uses martial arts techniques as his weapon style of choice. Uh, he wears stripes on his arm, which will come into play shortly here. But Kenshin uses the length of his blade in a defensive technique in order to tell how long the reach of his opponent is. The secret is the stripes on his arms that make his reach seem longer, therefore fooling the eye and convincing Kenshin he has time to dodge when he does not. But Kenshin manages a blow to the head of Hanya and destroys the mask, revealing a sort of monster-like man. Um, in chapter 24, Hanya explains in order to be a spy, he had to be able to wear um, any face. He peeled his skin, he slashed his ears, he burned his lips, he cut off his nose, and he crushed his cheekbones. This was all done in an effort to be a spy. Um, if we remember briefly in the last volume where this guy sort of came from. He has made some appearances before um, in previous Rurouni Kenshin novels. But the idea behind it is, of course, that, again, Kenshin is trying to rescue um, a damsel in distress, and this guy is in the way, and Kenshin has the heart-to-heart moment with him and talks about, why are you doing this? I want to know, you know what makes you so adamant about defending you know, these terrible drug lord people. And anyway, Hanya, as a result of this, says, well, let me tell you my origins. And again, reveals the masks and everything. And he explains that his family tried to kill him in order to lessen mouths to feed because they were very poor. But he was found as a child by Ayoshi to be given a purpose. And Hanya begins to train in order to be the best he can be in order to serve Ayoshi. Hanya, of course, is, like I said, an expert in martial arts, but he has some weapons, like steel claws, like a wolverine. He uses these on Kenshin, but Kenshin, again, the, ever the philosopher, asks if he knew of Megumi's past and how terrible isolation can be. Hanya is, of course, very familiar with isolation, as he himself was an isolated child and given up by his family. Hanya is soon defeated by Kenshin in a stunning victory. The heroes next run across, um, uh, sorry, 
pause before we get into the next part here. I want to explain that Kenshin usually has a moment in his battles when uh, it's him and the other guy, and they both strike at each other, and Kenshin is slightly faster, and that was the case here. Uh, Kenshin, of course, was very injured by these claws, but he manages to escape with his life, whereas Hanya was defeated. Uh, so he's not dead as of yet, but uh, he took a very punishing blow by Roroni Kenshin. So anyway, the heroes next run across Shijiko, who is the next villain in the storyline. He's a massive man with giant arms, and he has a metal ball attached to a chain. He swings it with his huge brute strength. Sonosuke agrees to take on this opponent and tells Kenshin and to run further and along the maze. Uh, so in chapter 25, Sanosuke and Shijiko lock arms and start to test each other's strength. Shijiko asks Sanosuke to join him. Um, of course, what is very important about this scene is that Shijiko explains that he knows exactly who Sanosuke is. He's a merchant of death. He's a fighter. Um, he's always fighting. He thinks that he could be as strong as, as Shijiko. He explains, you know, you could be just as strong as me. You could take all the medicines that I've been given that have improved my strength, and you can join me and Ayoshi. Again, the loyalty is very strong to Ayoshi here. Um, Shijiko said he joined Ayoshi because he admired his strength and what he could do to make him stronger. Ayoshi defeated him as a child, um, or when Ayoshi was a child, and convinced him that that was the path to getting more strength. Um, of course, Sanosuke says that, again, he is also admiring the philosophy of Kenshin and says that Kenshin is different. He doesn't, that Sanosuke doesn't follow Kenshin because of his strength. He follows Kenshin because they, he admires him and his morals and his philosophy. Um, a famous example of this, of course, is that uh, Kenshin uses a dulled edge sword uh, when he fights because his aim isn't to kill his opponents. His aim is to defeat them. Um, again, Sanosuke and Shijiko, uh, you know, are in a brutal fist fight with each other and eventually knock each other out. Kenshin, at the end of the chapter, meets Ayoshi, and they finally begin their stare down where they eventually have a conversation. In the next chapter, in ch chapter 26, Kenshin asks Ayoshi to stop, but Ayoshi refuses and takes out a special short sword. After a few rounds, they prove to be closely matched. Again, Kenshin was trying to test the reasons for Ayoshi's, uh, you know, attitude towards him. Why does he want to fight Kenshin so bad? Ayoshi explains that in the military, he had a special unit that never received combat experience. Thus, he thought it proved that him and his unit were cowards. He wants to retain the title of being the strongest, as they were some of the last samurai in Japan. However... Kenshin only thinks Ayoshi has the ice-cold ice blood of war that was left in him from this battle. Um, so all Ayoshi sees is this brute strength and only wants brute strength to prove that he's the strongest and nothing else matters. Whereas Kenshin, again, is fighting for justice and peace and making sure that the world remains uh, the way that it should be. Again, he judges Ayoshi and Ayoshi judges him for their uh, talented abilities. Uh, meanwhile, Kanru comes up with an evil plan to use his Gatling gun to kill everyone. So, of course, Kanru is the evil drug lord villain. 
who turns to be a master of arms and wants to murder both Kenshin and Ayoshi because he now fears Ayoshi and Kenshin turning on him. So in chapter 27, in order to balance the shorter sword that Kenshin fights, uh, he has to put his own hand on the blade. In other words, the short sword gives a little bit of an edge over Kenshin. So with Ayoshi's speed and ability and technicalities, he's able to kind of outmaneuver Kenshin. The only way, again, Kenshin can match his strength is if he places his own hand on the blade, which cuts him. So again, very strong, passionate artwork at this scene. Um, and then, of course, Ayoshi has special techniques as well. We learn like a sword dance that quickly strikes Kenshin, and he tries to finish him off, but Kenshin survives using his own sword scabbard to block the fatal blow. Um, Ayoshi does the same move again, and this time Kenshin throws his sword down and catches the blade barehanded. Again, very cool scene. He then swings it around and puts the blade in Ayoshi's neck. Now, as a spoiler here, I will say this. Um, I did not agree with this. I did not think that that was a move that I think any normal human being could pull off. And I realized that Kenshin is a samurai of unimaginable proportions. He's considered like the best samurai in all of Tokyo, Japan. I get it. Um, he's the strongest. Okay, but the fact is, he caught a blade barehanded and swung it around into a guy's neck. And I just think that's very unbelievable, even for a samurai. Um, so I just thought that that whole thing uh, reeks of sort of like, I need a way for Kenshin to defeat him. Uh, he just sort of, you know, makes a gimmick and the gimmick works. Uh, again, I think Kenshin got lucky, but that's just my opinion. All right, so moving forward, in chapter 28, Ayoshi quickly recovers, and Kenshin asks why he didn't put his talents elsewhere. Ayoshi says he didn't want to abandon his men, and that, again, this is where the moment clicks when you realize that all these soldiers that have been fighting to defend Ayoshi have done it out of the loyalty that he has shown them, and that he is trying to, you know, defend them because they have no other place to go. All these people that he meets are the rejects of society and have no way to make a living. And as such, um, you know, they admire Ayoshi for taking care of him, giving them a purpose in life. Um, again, Ayoshi says he should have finished him off while he had the chance, uh, but Kenshin did not. He calls Kenshin weak. Um, Kanru then appears with his Gatling gun. He starts firing a few test rounds. Um, but then uh, this, of course, attracts the attention of the other members of uh, the you know groups that are fighting right now. Uh, so, of course, everyone runs towards the scene to see what in the world is happening and why all of a sudden this Gatling gun appeared. Um, so, Kenru says that he wanted to become an arms dealer, and that's how he secures this gun that fires over 200 shots a minute. Ayoshi's men in a unbelievably beautiful but sad devastating chapter decide that the only way they can defend Ayoshi and Kenshin is if they sacrifice themselves uh, so again not all of them could just bum rush this gatling gun and these are old members of a sort of samurai warring uh, clan so they believe in honor and justice so they realize and recognize that Kenshin is the stronger person and that they would do anything to save their master Ayoshi uh, so, at first, it's a matter of the few soldiers 
um, gather in front of Ayoshi and then until they're shot down. Well, then, of course, they come up with a style and technique that gives Kenshin and Ayoshi the chance to defend themselves. Uh, eventually, Kenry runs out of bullets because of all the fact that he's gunning down all these soldiers. Um, and so then that's when Kenshin beats him up, but then again decides to spare his life and not to kill him, as he has sworn a vow against killing. Um, in chapter 29, we finally see that Megumi is about to commit suicide as the heroes enter and stop her. The police arrive on the scene. As Megumi tells them about a secret passage to escape, Megumi wants to sacrifice her own life, although Kenshin is unwilling to do this. She tells him about this passage so that he may not be implicated in the crimes of drug dealing um, and have to come up with a possible explanation for his whereabouts there. Of course, she is considered to be the mastermind behind this because she is the pharmacist that was kidnapped in order to do it. Uh, sorry, hold on a second. Cats are fighting. Um, anyway, uh, moving on. So as uh, the police investigate, Kenshin then appears and says that Kenru was coerced into this and not uh, purposely trying to create the you know, opium trade that was flourishing. She was trying to put a stop to it, and this is why. And he did the right thing and stood up for her. And so he gives Megumi a purpose, and he explains that she should take the sacrifice that he made and the others made so that she can have a second chance at life. Um, he tells her, use that second chance to help people in pain and become a better doctor, a good doctor. Ayoshi uses the passage that she was talking about and manages to escape. Um, even though he's the villain in the story, you sense that Ayoshi is not done and that he will return in a future novel. He swears vengeance against Kenshin. Um, he cuts off the heads of those that were the soldiers uh, that sacrificed their lives so that him and Kenshin could live. Again, he thinks he's not strong enough to defeat Kenshin, so he goes and starts to train. Um, Kenshin stops everyone when they do eventually find him, but again, Ayoshi says that he will never stop wanting to fight him until he defeats Kenshin. But this also gives his purpose to life, and that's why Kenshin is okay with it, because he does not wish for anyone else to get hurt. Everyone decides to go home. Uh, Megumi then begins their career as a doctor, and Ayoshi continues to train in a forest long, far away from where they were before so he can gain the power he needs to defeat Ruronin Kenshin. And that is the end of that volume. And so we're about to go into volume five next. Um, anyway, hope you like this podcast. Again, five out of five, great series. Definitely recommend if you haven't already checked it out, Roni Kenshin. Um, and that's that's it. That's all for this sort of story arc. The Megumi uh, story arc is what I remember as a child watching this, thinking that that was the most craziest battles I've ever seen. Um, again, Kenshin, to me, he has a very big similarity uh, to Samurai Jack for me. So if you've watched the children's show, Samurai Jack, with its sort of Afro fusion of music and styles, I, I kind of sense that Kenshin is similar. He's also a samurai. Um, but, you know, again, although those two heroes may be different um, and from different series, I like the fact that they both uphold honor and justice and peace. And so 
Um, anyway, that's all for today's episode. If you like today's episode, please be sure to share it with a friend. Um, you can email me if you like today's episode at Scott, S-C-O-T-T, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N, 16, at yahoo.com. And uh, well, thanks, and keep reading out there, everyone, and uh, I'll catch you next time.